0: Southeast Motorsports coverage. Here's your host, Tom Baker. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another Lead lap show where we talk motorsports and nothing but motorsports, mostly of the Southeast variety, drivers, teams, tracks, and series in the Southeast region of the U.S. My name is Tom Baker, and I'm coming to you live once again from the WSIC studios. And uh, looking forward to this week, we've uh, got some results for you from a couple of different uh, asphalt tracks and some dirt stuff to talk about as well. And uh, I'm going to share some thoughts on where I was over the weekend, what race track I was at, and what I was watching. And uh, we're going to do that uh, straight away here, actually, to start off the show. We're going to be joined here shortly by one of our two dirt Correspondence Hunter Weaver going to join us to talk some dirt track here after a while. But uh, we'll get started here with, uh, so Tom, what did you do over the weekend? Well, I was at Charlotte Motor Speedway. Why? Because there was a very interesting kart race there. For those of you who are interested in go-karting, or if you're not, you should be. If you want to start racing, this may be a good way for you to do it. So there are several different sort of varieties of karting. You can race carts on a dirt track. They race them at Millbridge almost, I think, every week uh, at Millbridge Speedway. They're, they they call them flat carts. They're just a regular go kart with no roll cage or belts, just the normal go kart type variety. And then uh, there are carts that run uh, on road courses, and then you split that discipline into two cycle and four cycle. So you got two cycle road course series and four cycle road course series. And those uh, each run on what you would call a sprint course, which is a small road course. It's not the garden variety, three mile or four mile course. Now there are still some series that uh, do what's called endurance karting as well, or enduro karting. And those are, that that has been around for years, and those are carts that you actually basically lay down in. They're much longer than the sort of uh, f- flat cart or normal go kart uh, that you're used to seeing at the local dirt track competing or whatever. But uh, so there are a lot of different types of karting. But the type of karting I went to be a part of this weekend was. Of the sprint cart variety or the short road course four cycle variety it was the Cup Carts of North America, CKNA uh, Nationals. It was the Spring Nationals at Charlotte. And if you're wondering where in Charlotte Motor Speedway did they race, well, if you've ever gone in through the tunnel on the back side of the track. They're just off to the right. There is a, a small road course there and that's where they were. So it would be it was over in the area where you normally if you're going, if you've been to a NASCAR race and you know where the infield care center is and the, the the media center there, um, it's in that area. So as soon as you get in the in the tunnel, um that's where the the that's the part of the uh the roval or the road course that they used. now at the same time that was going on there was actually an oval track race going on an oval cart series was having a having a race over on a different part of the grounds at charlotte motor speedway um over uh more toward front stretch turn one so fun stuff two different uh races going on at the same time through the weekend, but this road course race that I went to um, had racers from all over the place. I mean, they came from across the country uh, as far away as California, bunch from the uh, Midwest, which is where this particular CKNA series is based out of. And then we had some, some hometowners racing there, and uh, you're going to hear from one Next week, we're going to have Alex Murray, who uh, came up through uh, quarter midgets and went through Legends cars and then into these go-karts, and he races often at GoPro Motorplex here in Mooresville. But uh, Alex was in action, and Alex had uh, a couple of other drivers that were racing under his tent because a lot of these, these teams, there are a lot of what we would call arrive and drive, where you can go rent. Uh, a cart and a motor and you know uh bring your helmet and your suit and and you know the whole nine yards and just go racing um and relatively speaking it's a pretty affordable way to do it if you just want to get into some cool racing and have some fun on road courses that is a great way to do it but uh, we're gonna have alex on i think next week on uh League lap alex is from uh concord but um again does a lot of racing at gopro and such really uh Really talented young racer. So we'll have him on. Uh, There was a 62-year-old that we're going to try to get on one of these shows, too, in the next few weeks that will be fun to hear from. His name was Todd Barron, and Todd got a win there. And uh, several other good finishes. Todd is a really, really good racer. 62 years old from Chapel Hill. He is a doctor. And (laughs) so he is a gastroenterologist, I think it's called. Uh, and I won't go any further into the description of that that he gave me in case you're having breakfast, um, or some other meal during the show. But, um, anyways, that's, uh, it, Todd was just a, a, a true gentleman to talk to. And boy, was he fast. So, uh, you know, really impressive racing over the weekend, over 300 entries and they had seven main events. On Sunday, they they practiced Friday, qualified on Saturday, and had all of their, their LCQs, last chance qualifiers, and finals on Sunday. They started with the first of the eight finals, or features, or main events, however you want to call them, uh, at about 11.30. And were it not for a couple of long delays that they had because of red flag situations, um, they would have been done by 2 o'clock, as it was. The last feature ended just about 3. Um, so it was a uh, quick and easy day, just a ton of fun. Um, I don't know that there was a charge to go watch this, but I can tell you that if, you, if you're if you looking for just a, a form of racing where you can go and probably set up a lawn chair you know, somewhere on the – the grounds there, there's a couple of grandstands. Um, if you can catch one of those races, that, that would be a great thing to do. I think, you know, the whole family would enjoy it. Kids as young as, I don't know, seven or eight years old, five and six, I think. The uh, kid cart class, I think the winner was only five or six years old. So uh, he was from Bluffton, South Carolina, too. His name was, uh, I think it was Nathan Stewart um, was his name. and, and um, Or it might have been Patrick Stewart but um he was uh, he was a lot of fun to talk to after the race and uh again just just some really cool uh racers and and everybody helped everybody i mean they're, they're yeah there's rivalries obviously different teams different uh kind of groups of arriving drives um but um you know and then you got your independents and Alex uh, Murray, for example, will again, we'll talk to Alex, I think, next week. But Alex has formed his own kind of arrive-and-drive program called Prodigy Motorsports, and he's got a couple of drivers that are with him. And um, so, you know, it's, it's, it's an interesting way to go racing and have a good time doing it. And uh, there's another similar series from the World Karting Association, I think it is, that um, is racing there in a few weeks at Charlotte on the same track. So, um, if you're interested at all in something, again, just to to go and sit and watch some racing and have a good time, uh, I highly recommend it. They the the shows are efficient. Um, you know, there are a number of different classes, but there's not as many as there are in dirt dirt karting. Has far too many classes, in my opinion. The bigger dirt cart shows have probably 20 to 25 different divisions. Um, so you're talking about 20 to 25 mains, which is way too much. The, this type of racing, you've got somewhere probably between seven and 10, depending on the series, and it runs off very efficiently. I had a great time. Um, I did some work there for, for my own brand, Steering Wheel Nation. If you follow us on Facebook, or uh, Instagram, at The Wheel Nation, at The Wheel Nation. Um, You'll see some pictures and some videos. I was working in collaboration with uh, another uh, cart media called The Cart Lounge, and you can go to Facebook and follow them, too, The Cart Lounge on Facebook. And uh, there's some live uh, feature broadcasts on there on The Cart Lounge's site. We haven't shared them over to Steering Wheel yet, but we will. Uh, here in the next day or two, and uh live interview- not uh, you know interviews post race as well um so a lot of good stuff good content uh, give you a chance to to see something different and uh those guys run close i mean we had three wide across the line finishes in two or three of the uh different classes that came down to the last lap three wide move coming to the line. And it was, it was really amazing to watch. Those guys are very, very skilled racers, guys and girls. Um, and it was, uh, just something different, something cool to see. There's a lot more racing in this area than I think probably a lot of you listening may know about. Um, you know, you think about NASCAR, of course, and you got all the, the oval tracks, pavement ovals and dirt track ovals, but you know, you got road course stuff that goes on too. And, uh, so a lot of opportunities to um, go catch racing during the season of, of a lot of different varieties. And all of it's very interesting. I, like I said, I don't know if there was any admission charge for fans to come and watch. I don't think there was. So great opportunity just to come and enjoy a good day of racing. And again, look up uh, com and check their Event schedule, and uh, they'll probably be able to, they'll probably have all of those events listed on there, but we'll try to keep you abreast of what's coming too. So, um, this one was a lot of fun and I definitely enjoyed it. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we'll have some results after this.
2: I found hope in the midst
1: of an overwhelming situation. I let go of trying to control things that I had no control over. And that helped me find peace of mind.
2: Alcoholism is a disease that can affect any family. Everyone suffers. But there is help and hope at Al-Anon family groups.
0: I was constantly stressed and worried. Now I approach each day with joy and gratitude.
2: In Al-Anon, families and friends of alcoholics Find new ways to heal from the effects of a loved one's drinking. Al-Anon gave me my life back. I'm a better father and husband. Are you in an overwhelming situation because of someone else's drinking? I'm Al-Anon and Alateen can help. Local and virtual meetings are available. Maybe one could work for you. For information, call 1-866-200-0033 or visit alanonorg hope.
3: Hey guys, this is Nathan Bird, aka Birdman, and you're listening to Lead Lap Radio.
0: Welcome back to Lead Lap. Tom Baker with you here on WSIC or if you're listening on one of our affiliates, we really appreciate that. Or on demand, we are just about everywhere that uh, you can find podcasts. Just look up Lead Lap show. Also, We've got a page on the WSICnews.com website, so you can go get any past episodes that you missed. You can check them out on there. Just uh, go to WSICnews.com and look for the Lead Lap Show page. If you go on the homepage and look all the way over on the right, you'll see the different shows that uh, WSIC carries. And the Lap Show is one of them. Just click on it; it'll take you to our page, and it has uh, the drop-down player uh, list of all the uh, episodes that we've done here. So uh, easy to catch us, and of course, our parent brand is Steering Wheel Nation. And again, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn at the Wheel Nation. Just type it in just that way at the little at symbol, the wheel nation, or just uh, type in steering wheel nation in any of those. And I think it'll bring it up for you too. So um, anyways, we were going to talk some results here and we've got a few to pass along. Um, If you are a track or a series and you want your results to be put out on steeringwheelnation.com, which is launching very soon in the next couple of weeks. Brand new platform, steeringwheelnation.com for motorsports and cars. We're going to have a lot of unique things there. Keep your eye out for announcements about our racing-themed cruise that we're doing. We'll have some stuff on that uh, at launch of that site. But uh, if you want them on there, team, T-E-A-M, T-E-A-M, team at steeringwheelnation.com team at com, send your results your race uh, recaps or pr uh whatever send it team at steeringwheelnation.com and uh, we'll uh try to get uh, as many of those up as we can and it gives us uh content and if it's good we might use it here too on the radio. So um make sure you let us know what you got going on out there. Teams tracks and series in the area. All right. Uh the Carolina Pro Late Model Series opened their season at Southern National Motorsports Park uh which is up in uh, the Wilson area of North Carolina. Uh, about 3 hours or so from here and they had 17 cars not a not a great turnout, but it was, it was good. It was kind of the, about their average, I guess. Uh, it was good to see Josh Lauder get a win in the 63 car. Josh had so many good runs last year and just had, he was overdrawn at the Luck Bank all year. So it was really good to see that Josh, uh, he not only won the pole award, but he won the feature. He won, uh, I think he had a two second lead at the end over Clint King. Uh, some of you might remember Clint. He was, um, he was, when he was 13 or 14, somewhere in there, 15, um, he was a real prospect and uh, got as high as the ARCA series, I think, and then uh, just never did get the uh, the right break to get into NASCAR. Uh, I think he ran some truck races perhaps, and maybe a, um, Xfinity or Nationwide, whatever it was back then. Uh, but Clint, um, Clint's done well for himself, and uh uh, has been racing part time in trucks and late models, and and uh, has a couple of businesses that he maintains. So, um, Clint finished second, had a good run. Third place was Mason Maggio, Mason making his racing debut um, for Rick Ware Racing in their late model program. Mason's out of Florida, but he was the um, he was. He was not the champion in the uh, limited late models at Hickory last year. I think he finished second uh, to Max Price in the track championship battle. But uh, Mason won, I think, uh, three or four times. He's definitely uh, another talented young racer. We'll see where he goes in the sport. But he finished third. Toby Grinovich, fourth in the 48. And Katie Hedinger out of Michigan, who has been making waves uh, down here as well in the late models, has won uh, a couple of times in Hickory. Um, once, I think, in the limited, once in the... Late model stock division there. Katie finished in fifth in that particular race. Um, I don't know when their next race is. I think it's uh, two weeks from now. And I think it might be um, up in Virginia, actually. Uh, so we'll double check on that for next week. But um, I think that uh, it is actually in Virginia in uh, two weeks time, I think, Um for the Carolina Pro Late Model Series. We'll try to get uh, Keith Graham from that series in the studio here to talk about it in more detail. Cars Late Models get underway this weekend. Today, if you're listening to it, uh, to this show on WSIC on Saturday morning, um, it is tonight, so make sure if you are uh, if you want to see the Cars Tour, make plans to head up to Carraway Speedway in Ashboro because it is the Old North State Nationals 30,000 Dollars to win $30,000 to win the cars late model event. And anybody who is anybody in NASCAR style late model stock racing will be competing in that. Uh, of course, the defending champion Bobby McCarty has a new teammate this year. Caden Hunnicutt who finished second to McCarty in the points race last year in the cars tour, Lost by 13 points, I think. Caden is now driving uh, for the same team, Nelson Motorsports, as Bobby McCarty drives for So Bobby Mack and Caden are now teammates. So it should be fun. And, you know, you you hear it a lot on these shows, a common theme, but it just seems to be prevalent across so many different series. When I say that, I think there is more competition from top to bottom for the cars tour in the late model stock division this year than there has ever ever been. This really should be a fun year on the cars tour it gets started um at uh, Caraway Speedway with the old North State Nationals. So that should be a lot of fun as well. And here's the thing, the the Cars Tour has now, they, they have had for the last several years, late model stocks, and they've also had super late models. They've had a super late model division. That's gone. It is now pro late model. And for those of you listening, don't know the difference. They're basically two different types of late models, two different types of chassis, and um, they just look similar. <laughs> but uh, pro late models are a little faster. A little more horsepower, um, offset chassis, uh, little different to drive, and so the super late models are basically an even more uh, horse-powered pro late model. Is really the difference. Those those two divisions on the pavement pro late models, super late models are are uh, the same type of car, same type of chassis. The difference again being that the super late models um, up to 7, 800 horsepower, the pro late models uh, six, maybe. Um, so the pro late and the late model stock are similar in horsepower, but again, two different types of cars. So they're two different classes. Sometimes they run at the same track on the same night. Sometimes they don't. But um, in this case, the old North state nationals are for the late model stock part of the Cars Tour. Like I said, super, super competitive uh, this year. I think there are probably 15 cars that legitimately could win a race on any given night. Now, if you miss, if you can't get to Caraway, or you, you want to check out the Cars race, but you can't get to a track where they're racing, uh, carstour.tv. Just go to carstour.tv, um, and uh, you can – it's pay-per-view. Uh, they do a great job, so you can catch it that way if you can't get to the track. But if you can get to Carraway, uh, it's Saturday the 12th, so, again, if you're listening to this at its regular time slot in WSIC, it's tonight. Um, if, you can, if you can get to Carraway, by all means, go, because you won't regret it. It's much Racing is much better in person than it is on a screen. You cannot do motorsports justice on a TV screen. You cannot smell it, you cannot feel the energy, you cannot hear the roar of the motors like you can if you're there. Um you you just don't have the crowd. I mean, it's so much better at the track. So, um always kind of, you know, it's kind of one of those things where technology has made it possible for us to sit home and watch racing from all over the country. Um you know we have so many different uh, streaming sources now Flowracing.com, i th- i still think is the best overall of the ones that do nationwide stuff i think floracing.com blows everybody else away but uh TV is right up there um you've got several on on the dirt track side of things that that do really well um so uh you can you can subscribe to all those you can see all kinds of racing but it is no substitute For going to the racetrack and really experiencing it in person, racing is to me much like hockey. I've said for a long time that TV does not do justice to motorsports or hockey because in hockey, the puck moves too fast. You, no matter how hard the networks try and how much technology they get, it's not the same as going to a hockey game in person. And I I think the same is true of of motorsports and particularly drag racing, but I think it applies across the board. You cannot, you go to a drag race and you stand along the fence and the top fuel or funny car fires off, it literally can move you off the spot that you're standing on. It is such an incredible sensory experience. Motorsports is a very sensory experience sport it 's a very experiential sport it 's not something that you can accurately um, portray on on TV in my opinion but anyways, cars Tour starting at caraway we 'll be back with more of Lee Lap after this.
2: I found hope in the midst of an overwhelming situation. Alcoholism can affect any family. Are you in an overwhelming situation because of someone else's drinking? Al-Anon and Alateen can help. Call 866-200-0033 or visit slash hope
0: Is your job sucking the life out of you? Wake up. You can do something else. Information technology. I know what you're thinking, but I'm not a math and science person. No problem. And no excuses. but it's those tough choices that help me prepare for challenges I would face as a cup driver. Make the right choices today and be ready for the challenges tomorrow. This message is brought to you by the U.S. Air Force.
2: Hey, I'm Howie go and you're listening to 3Lab Radio.
0: Welcome back to Lead Lap as we roll on here. Segment number three, and Hunter Weaver has joined us via the hotline. Hunter is uh, one of the announcers for the Blue Ridge Outlaws series, topless late models, um, and uh, has a lot of other stuff that he does as well. In fact, I mentioned Uh, the cart race that I was at working at this weekend at Charlotte Motor Speedway on the short road course, it was Hunter who was at least one of the voices, if not uh, the voice, right? Hunter of the oval cart race that was going on uh, at the same time.
3: Yes, I was actually the only announcer. Um, And I actually got the call. I wasn't even supposed to. I had no, and I didn't even have any intentions going, really. I was actually planning to go somewhere else and I uh, was not announcing at least but um got to call tuesday to uh come fill in this past week and uh enjoyed every minute of it and uh, it was a great time and uh um actually the first it's the first time i've ever announced the an asphalt race of any form and um it was it was it was a lot of fun
0: that's for sure I'm sure you enjoyed it as much as I enjoyed the road course race. Um, I mean, just amazing that a facility like Charlotte, you can put on two events like that at the exact same time. Um, and, and basically have them not intersect in any way, shape or form. It was actually really interesting to kind of watch how that happened, but, um, okay. So let's talk some dirt track. First of all, um, what, uh, dirt track events did we have over this past weekend that, uh, you'd like to talk with us about a wrap up for us in the area. And then we'll talk about, uh, what's going on in March and get down to some details.
3: Uh, this past weekend, uh, really racing season, uh, well, quote unquote, uh, kind of kicked into the high gear more or less in the South. And, uh. Um, Ray Cook, his series, they had a a doubleheader this past weekend with the Spring Nationals kicking off uh, Friday night at Swainsboro Raceway uh, down in Swainsboro, Georgia. And to no surprise, uh, Brandon Overton picking up the win on Friday night um, down at Swainsboro and then moved over to Saturday at um, Smoky Mountain Speedway where he also won the uh, Tennessee (laughs) Tip-Off Classic. It was a combo race with the Schaefer's Ironman Series that Chris Tilley runs and the Ultimate Super light Model Series, which is a collaboration race. So he won that race, too.
0: Wow. Unbelievable. So, you know, Brandon Overton off to a hot start in 2022. I don't think anybody that uh, knows anything about that form of racing is really that surprised by that.
3: No, not at all. I mean, when he won um, almost a half a million dollars last year, um, driving for uh, D, uh, Eric Wells and DJ and, and that group and um, really you know it's kind of the best case scenario because Brandon Brandon has been racing dirt lake model since he was about 14 or 15 years old yeah and uh, supers at that I mean he, he he's done crate racing here and there but of course but Um, mainly he kind of just jumped in supers when he was about 15 years old, but, um, they keeps the cars down at his house and he keeps them himself and basically the Wells family and all the other sponsors. He's got a, a lot of sponsors that help him, but really he just kind of steers the ship himself and he's able to make the adjustments and everything. So really in all reality, that's I mean that's the core of, of dirt track racing is the guys that are doing it by their, doing it on their own get, getting it done going out there and winning For sure. and producing the results themselves so really hats off to Brandon Overton because there's not many people that are able to not only be in that type of equipment but not only do it themselves and be successful at the same time so Brandon Overton in my eyes one of the best of our lifetime, of my lifetime that, um, I'm able to see. And, uh, it's incredible what he's done in the last two years.
0: Yeah, it really is. I mean, he's certainly, uh, and he works very hard at it too. Uh, what else uh, happened over the weekend?
3: Um, this uh, Saturday night, the, uh, Ray Cook Shaper spring nationals, they moved to Sonora Raceway and, um, uh, Shane Clinton, uh, the hometown guy ended up picking up the win um in the 25 car I believe it was his it was his first win of the season. Uh he had some top 10s down at speed Speedweeks but never really was able to put anything together to be able to challenge for victories but he was able to finally um uh, tip off the iceberg there and um and get his first win of the season and once he, it's hard to once you get that first win it's, it's it's easier to roll and gain momentum after that. And then Sunday, uh, of course, um, everything concluded uh, came down to March Madness at Cherokee Speedway, the Southern All-Stars, uh, Super Late Models. And um, they raced actually on Saturday. Jeremy Steele won the Limited Late Model feature. But uh, Southern All-Stars um, on Sunday, um, Chris Ferguson, out of 50 laps, he led – the majority of the race. And then they were coming to two laps to go and coming off turn four and the right rear tire blows Wow, leading the race. And it would have been his biggest win at, at Cherokee. He's won races there, but he's it's the March madness and the blue gray 100s have eluded him and he was fine. And it looked like he was going to be able to, to, to get it done. And then I watched the highlights this morning and Chris Madden, Decided he's going to start pressuring him a little bit more. And about two laps later, that's when the tire blew, and um, Madden ended up able to hold on to the victory in front of the hometown crowd. So, uh, a lot of different, a couple of different winners this weekend, but uh, Chris Madden picking up his, uh, I believe it's his seventh March Madness. That's, a, March
0: that's a, a another big win for him. And uh, how was the crowd at uh, Cherokee? I mean, my gosh, any of these tracks, really. I know we had a really good turnout at Charlotte for the kart stuff. I have to believe that uh, people came out in droves for these races because, boy, it just couldn't have been a nicer weekend for racing.
3: It really, it was. And, you know, for the kart race, we'll go back to that, talking about a lot of people racing before the race, the we were listening up in the tower. I was listening to the FM transmitter of over at the road course track, and the announcer I don't, I'm not sure his name or anything, but he said he mentioned that somebody was there was somebody it was somebody from Canada and also from Washington State yes. that was racing there this past week, and I was like, holy smokes.
0: Yep. That's, uh, that's very true. There were, uh, racers from all across the country in Canada running at the, uh, road course side. I don't know if the Oval Kart series had quite as much turnout, but, uh, yeah, we had, uh, we definitely did have participation from Canada and we had, uh, guys from Washington and California and a whole bunch from the Midwest and, and, uh, a couple. I know there was at least one from Montana and, um, Gosh, and then, of course, uh, all of the the East Coasters as well that turned out for that. So we had over 300 entries over there.
3: Yeah, I believe there were 100 and something entries. Didn't quite have as much as what they had hoped for, but the racing was pretty good. But there was some drivers from Pennsylvania, um, Virginia, uh, North Carolina, South Carolina, Georgia. Uh, also, um, I believe there was one entry from Massachusetts, and then I think there was – I believe there was an entry from New York, but um, it's amazing of how any, any form of motorsport, if you get, when you have a grand scale, the, the turnout that it can be, and including Cherokee Speedway on Sunday, that race in particular is kind of the tip-off for racing in this area. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's really the race that everybody, you circle your calendar, if everybody's building their cars to say, hey, we need to be getting, re- we need to be either ready for March Madness or close to be ready for March Madness, so um, it's kind of a marquee event for this area. Um, sometimes the racing is either it's hit or miss because daytime racing um, in this area it's it, you, it's either the racing is either fantastic or it's um, it gets rubbered up really quick. But uh, you know, still no doubt the fans come out regardless.
0: Yeah, and you know, again the weather this time of year. The weather can still be very iffy in this area as well, and so um, you know this past weekend just happened to be—I mean, it was you know 70s to to 80 and sunny all weekend. I know that uh, I got a nice—I'm—I'm—I'm um, I'm, I'm as red as an apple right now, uh, so uh, definitely took advantage mm-hmm. of suntan lotion on Sunday. I got caught. Uh, caught off guard on Saturday by, uh, how much the sun was. So, uh, you know, it, uh, it was a beautiful weekend for racing and glad that uh, everybody came out. Is did we miss any races on the weekend?
3: Um, that's about all the races that I could recall. There was a few open practices. Uh, Lancaster had an open practice. Uh, okay. East Lincoln had an open practice. I believe Harris did maybe, uh, not sure if they did or not, but, uh, that's pretty much all the racing that, um uh, happen in this area that that I knew of. Uh but it's gonna pick up even more this weekend. Um the Carolina Clash Super Lake Model series uh starts this coming weekend down at Lancaster's motor speedway for the Red Rose Rumble. Um that's gonna be on Saturday um coming up this weekend. Uh the Blue Ridge Outlaw Lake Models we run our second race of the season at East Lincoln Motor Speedway uh on Saturday. Uh looking forward to heading down there for the first time uh, this season. Nice. Um uh, also, um trying to think of a few other tracks uh, I haven't really seen a whole lot, but um, I know uh, a, a few races that are coming up next weekend to kind of give you a little bit of a teaser. Uh, Blue Ridge, we head to Lakeview Motor Speedway. Steel Block Bandits, they start the year off at Halifax County for the Mark Batten Memorial, and Mark Batten was an engine builder. Batten built race engines, and um, they'll be running a 10,000-to-win uh, Steel Block Bandit race. On March the 19th at Halifax next weekend, uh, the Shamrock Skirmish, a big street stock race, down at Livonia uh, next weekend as well. That's so, in Georgia. Um, that, yep, and that's down in yeah down at Livonia, Georgia, just over the state line of uh, Interstate 85, uh, South Carolina and Georgia. So um, there's quite a few races coming up this weekend. So uh, you know if you can get to a track, uh, be sure to go support it. And uh, I know we have put things like flow racing and things like that, and that's great, but at the same time, you got to be able to go support those tracks because without exactly. paying admission and things like that, the tracks can't stay afloat to that's where right. you can be able to watch it on TV. Yep,
0: that's right. Hang on, because uh, we we got to take a break. Uh, I, I actually said that in uh, the previous segment, too. We'll be back with more with Hunter right after this. Here's an
2: important message from Rad and this station. Bye-bye.
1: in your street car on one of Summit Point's three world-class road racing circuits. You'll receive classroom instruction, skid pad instruction in their cars, including front and rear skid control, and four 20-minute in-your-car instructional sessions from a professional instructor. Have fun go fast, and really learn how to drive. Call 304-725-8444 for class schedules and details. That's 304-725-8444. Friday at the track at Summit Point Motorsports Park. The Performance Motorsports Network is a compilation of shows about motorsports. From technical to controversial to just fun, everything you like about racing and gearhead stuff is right here on one internet channel. The Performance Motorsports Network. Tell your friends about it.
0: Welcome back to Lead Lap as we roll on the final segment uh, for this week's program. Hard to believe how quick this goes by so much of the time. Uh, But uh, Hunter Weaver is with us. Uh, I want to sneak in quickly some results from Hickory Motor Speedway from um, this past weekend as well. They had twin late model races. Connor Hall from South Carolina. One both. Connor beat out Ryan Millington, Mitch Walker, Taylor Satterfield, and Justin Carroll in the first one, and then uh, beat out young William Sawalich, Mitch Walker, Ryan Millington, and Gracie Trotter, who I think is one of the top female racer prospects uh, that's coming up through the ranks. Uh, she finished fifth in that second late model race at Hickory this past weekend. Michael Bumgarner beat Andrew Gillis, Colby Gibson, Chris Martin, and Zach Wells in the limited late models. The street stock winner was Gary Ledbetter over Kevin Eby, Jonathan Smith, Ethan Johnson, and John Austin. In the Renegades, it was Charg and Charlie Neal over Brandon Hasson, Zachary Mullins, Danny Crump, and Justin Aston. And in the mini stock challenger event, it was A.J. Sanders getting the checkered flag. Chuck Wall, Robert Stramiska, Tim Knipe, and Shane Knipe rounded out the top five, and... That was uh, what happened at Hickory. Now, this weekend, um, let's see, I guess I don't have what's coming up. So uh, we'll uh, just go well, to HickoryMotorSpeedway.com and you'll see.
3: <laughs> yes, for sure. Yeah, that's a free plug for them. And, and you know, I'll kind of, i kind of butt in with this, is that Michael Bumgarner, I've seen that um, win. And that was actually his first time in competition in late model stocks, period um you know the first time he has raced the car he's tested it a few times but under race conditions was his first time and you know michael i know michael really well from go-kart racing and um you know he still races here and there i yeah. used to work with his his cousin lane uh he's 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 going to be a talented racer um and the bumgarner family when it comes to hickory it's synonymous with what they've done over the years at uh, at Hickory in late model stock racing. And, and Michael, if he, I mean, even if he just has half the talent of his dad, Keith, um, they're going to be, they might be chasing him all year. They need, they, might, the rest of the pairs not need, might need to batten down their hatches because yeah. when the 97 gets on a roll, I don't care if it's go-karts or late models or what he's doing. He's going to
0: be tough. Yeah, he won the uh, uh, limited late model feature uh, at Hickory on Saturday. So, yeah, good to see that. And, you know, again, another, as you say, so many families uh, across this area that are generational in the sport. And uh, the Bumgarner is certainly an example of that.
3: That's for sure. And, um, like, um, you know, we're, it's going to be awesome to see what Michael does in his career. And, um, and, uh, he, I asked him about going dirt racing one time, but I think they're more comfortable with cars going to asphalt. And obviously they've made the right decision.
0: Yeah, for sure. Well, and you know, I mean, dirt can be dirty and uh, some people just don't want to deal with that. So I, I, totally, uh, I totally get that. It has a whole other sort of element of uh, car maintenance every week to do, uh, and so some people just uh, not necessarily interested in that. Uh, but as a fan and as a media, I just love dirt track racing, and so uh, always happy when I can talk about it on any of these shows or uh, website or anywhere else, and, and yes, when and I can go know, see one, it.
3: You know, an, another thing coming up is that um we start the american racer modifieds uh we start march 26th at east lincoln yeah um we're going to take them to lancaster uh mid-april uh which i'm really excited about uh we're actually going to take we're going to have two stops at the fairgrounds raceway in boone and kind of breaking news on this which is also old news but um the fairgrounds raceway in boone is actually under new promotions now um uh the the guy that runs his, his first name's Matt. I can't re- recall his last name. I met him at the cars racing show, but um, they've invited us to come t- bring our Modifieds up there, and um, I'm looking forward to. I've never been there before, so uh, I'm looking forward to heading up there. I, I know I'm gonna go try to go at least to one of the events.
0: Well, that's cool. Yeah, it's good to see that series. And I uh, to we got about uh, three minutes left, but I wanted just to talk quickly about. Uh, you mentioned that the Blue Ridge Outlaws are uh, going to be running um, this this weekend here. Uh, talk a little bit real quick about uh, that.
3: Yes, uh, we start um, we we started our season about about a month ago. Yeah. Um, uh, over at Carolina. And Timbo Mangum uh, grabbed the season opener victory um, over Matthew Nance um, and Chuck Smith. And uh, there was a little fireworks between uh, Scott Shirey and Matthew Nance. They got together down the front straightaway. I heard that. Yeah, there was a lot of controversy surrounding that. And uh, we went to a new tire rule this year, uh, going to the Pro 2 and the Pro 3 tire compounds, uh, which is kind of more of the economical type thing. It saves a lot of money. For competitors on tires and uh it's really going to be interesting to see that because nobody's really run these tires except for people that run the lightning late model class around in the area and that's the tire compound that they run yeah so um it's going to be interesting to see how it shakes up because the way it's looking if you're going to be if you're going to have a smaller motor from a crate 525 down uh, if you're running the crate motor you might be in pretty good shape
0: well, it uh, it will be interesting. I I like see, seeing some variety in the tire rules. Uh, you know, you have a a brand or two of tires that um, sort of monopolize everything. <laughs> I like seeing uh, changes. And of course, right now, some of that is also forced by the um, the supply chain deal that's going on. There's just a shortage of, and uh, you know, tracks just can't get shipments the way they could. So it'll be interesting. To see as we get into the season more, how some of these tracks and series react to that.
3: Yes, and you know it kind of started uh, last year with, especially with Hoosier American Racer. We didn't quite like quite half the problems that um, that the um, Hoosier brand had, but um, you know there's still you know there was still some concern about it. But um, the way it's looking, we're uh, we're in pretty good shape for the season good. with tire supply with the the pro two and three compounds but um they decided the american racer decided to not take any more series in because they wanted to be able to keep up the uh supply and demand with the series that are already uh, there
0: well it's uh it's going to be it's definitely going to be a dicey season here for sure in 2022 and even now with uh Gas prices going up as quickly as they are and as sharply. Tom, don't even
3: bring that up. Don't That's even just, bring uh, it up, brother. Well,
0: you know, it's it's a part of it, and the uh, you know. It is showing no signs of slowing down. So going to get really interesting here. I'm afraid as we get into, uh, the late spring, early summer, but at any rate, thanks for being on Hunter. Appreciate it very much. That is Hunter Weaver. And, uh, that will wrap it up for this week's lead lap fast hour here. If you're listening on WSIC, stay tuned. My good buddy, Lenny, Baticki coming up, uh, next with PRNs at the track. And you don't want to miss that. So, uh, Until next time, I am Tom Baker. Thank you so much for listening to Lead Lap, and we will be back again soon with the next episode. See ya.
1: You've been listening to the Lead Lap Show, home to Southeast Motorsports coverage on the radio. For more exciting and passionate motorsport content, follow Lead Lap Show on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube, and visit leadlapshow.com the opinions expressed by our guests are their own and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff management affiliates or marketing partners of the lead lab show no part of this show may be reproduced in any manner without the expressed written consent of the lead lab show
3: thank you for listening